Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. And welcome to episode 121 of a Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. How long have you been fighting your body? How long have you been trying to change your body so you could fit in or experience less bullying or teasing? or to get the job you want, or to find the partner you want? How long have you been dieting? How many times have you been not dieting and all the weight came back? Certainly, you are definitely not the exception. That is totally the rule. Research has been able to show us now that most people, whether they continue a diet plan or not, 
regain one-third to two-thirds of the weight lost within the first year and all or at least most of it back at year five. Pretty crappy statistics, right? Because diets don't work, yet we keep pushing them. And if you're someone who's stuck in the diet roller coaster, well, this is a great episode for you. I have a letter from someone who's been on and off diets for a really long time, and it's complicated by teasing and bullying, and also with drinking and alcohol abuse. We get to hear from confidence and body image coach, Victoria Wellsby out of Canada. She is outstanding and a hoot. I cannot wait for you to hear her words of wisdom. She has a lot of them and some great ways for you to move forward. Before we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. If you have PCOS and you've been on that same diet roller coaster that I was just referring to, well, you're definitely not alone. And I've worked with hundreds of women now on this 12-step process that I've put together into a course that anyone can now just take with them. There are all these downloadable digital videos and slides and tons of bonuses that help you to find another way. You don't have to diet anymore to help your PCOS. And I can't wait to show you how. If you'd like to see the details about the course, go to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. If you enjoy this episode of a Love Food Podcast, I would love it if you could leave a rating, review, share the episode, and subscribe. Doing those acts of kindness really helps more people find the show and it helps it grow. And you know, there's one thing that I think we can agree on. Everyone deserves to feel at home in their own skin. So thank you in advance for helping more people find the show. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, I can't stop my all or nothing mindset when it comes to food and alcohol. I've had an unhealthy relationship with food and alcohol since I was 14 years old. And now, as I'm nearing my 30th birthday in a few months, I want to finally gain control of my relationship with them. This toxic relationship began when I was a freshman in high school. After a breakup with my puppy love, I fell into a depression that I consoled with sugary foods and loads of alcohol. I fell into a bad pattern of eating way too much food for my petite body, and I stirred the beginnings of an alcohol problem that I am seemingly still struggling with today. Because of all the food and alcohol consumption, I ended up gaining almost X pounds. By the age of 25, I'd had enough. I decided to take control of my situation, and so I began my relationship with X diet and exercise. At first, all was great. By cutting back on alcohol and almost all of X, I lost nearly X pounds in the span of 10 months, and I was becoming well-known throughout my group of friends as an inspirational nutritional queen. Then, in 2016, I was cyberbullied by a large group of women with whom I used to be friends with in high school, and it threw me back into a depressive episode that I have struggled to come out of. I fell off track, and I turned back to the comforts of food and alcohol. After having gained back some of the weight I'd lost, last year I decided that it was time to get back to X diet. This time, though, something new popped up, binge eating disorder. 
There were days I was eating three quarters of a large pizza and five candy bars for dinner. I can't even describe the shame and humiliation I felt whenever I did this. My mind kept telling me, you know that eating all this is bad for you, but I couldn't stop myself. All the restrictions hit me full force and I was numb. The binge eating also seemed to carry over into my alcohol consumption as well. I had been restricting myself to a couple glasses of wine a month because I was always concerned with how much weight I would gain from drinking too much. Well, this proved a problem, as the more I seemed to restrict myself with my love of wine, the more I tend to drink. I've had numerous blackout episodes this year alone. I know I have a problem, and so at the beginning of 2018, I decided to take control and try to learn how to intuitively eat and drink. I still can't seem to find that good balance, however. I've tried to let go of all the rules. I've tried to remind myself that with intuitive eating, there are no good or bad foods. I've tried to be more in tune with my body and its way of handling my emotions, but it seems like the more I try, the more my brain fights against me. Will I ever feel like I can live normally without always being preoccupied with food and drink? Will I ever be able to have a normal relationship with the things that I've always used to console myself in times of depression? Sincerely, The Binging Drunk. Hey there, letter writer. Thanks for your note. And I have so much hope that one day you can live, quote unquote, normally, whatever that is, right? Without being preoccupied. I also appreciate that our world has not recovered from its own eating disorder yet. So we are all affected by a diet culture until we can get that fucked up kind of thing changed. Until then, I encourage you to connect with as many people as possible who have walked the path before you and support you instead of making you fight your body. Someone that we're going to connect with to see if she has some special insight for you, which I know she will is Victoria Wellsby. She's a confidence and body love coach out of Canada. Let's go ahead and give her a call. Hello. Hi, Victoria. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you doing? Wonderful, Julie. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm excited to talk to you. I... I just watched your TEDx talk and I'm going to put a a little link to it in the show notes, but it was awesome. One of the most amazing ones I've seen in a very, very, very long time, especially the end. And so I'm excited to actually talk to you and, you know, find out what kind of insight you may have for this letter writer. Did you get a chance to read the letter yet? I did. And it's a, I I have a lot of opinions about it. Oh, good. Oh, good. I like that. (laughs) So when you were reading it, what was your, like, what were you, what was your general impression about what this person's experiencing? So the, the number one thing that stood out for me was the sentence. I can't even describe the shame and humiliation I felt. And I thought that that sentence was really powerful because what I got from the letter was a ton of shame. And um, I want to say to the letter writer that you were doing your best, you are doing your best. And um, the way that you were coping um, from experiencing or being in depression 
was the best way that you could and is the best way you can because the other things, other outcomes from depression are there's so many different things that could happen and you could not be here. Literally, you could not be here and you are alive and you chose different ways to cope and that's fine. So um, that that overwhelming shame piece, I just want to say you you're fine. You did you did the best, and to forgive yourself for these perceived failures on your part. So that was my my first impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that shame and humiliation is such a big piece of the conversation when it comes to food and body. And you know, you know what really pisses me off about it is like we have this tool, dieting, whatever um, <laughs> that mm-hmm. is is doesn't work. Research has been able to show over and over again, without a doubt, like we know it doesn't work. It's just a matter of time. Um, really, I think, I think like researchers are just trying to debate, like how long does it take for people to gain it all back? But really, there's no doubt that diets don't work. But yet whenever they don't work, you know, a person just takes on more shame, just puts more on their back, just adds more to the, the weight, the, like the burden that they're carrying. And um, as much as I hate diets, I, in as you know, I'm a fat positive dietitian. I'm totally against diets. And when my clients choose dieting, like this person is describing, which I even saying choosing dieting, I don't even know if it really was like that, but finding the way to cope and, and, um, how dieting, um, was a part of that. I, I feel like that was part of how they survived and how they coped and, gosh, I hope they have some other tools that we can help them, you know, figure out that help them. And, the shame, it doesn't belong to them. You know, I wish they could just take it off. <laughs> just, yes, it doesn't belong exactly. to them. It's, it's like you buy a faulty car and then the car doesn't work and you're like, but I tried to drive the car and it's not working. I'm such a bad car driver. <laughs> yeah. But it, <laughs> yeah. it's not you, it's the car. It's a crappy car and it doesn't work. It doesn't do what it says on the tin sort of thing. And it's the mm. same with, with dieting. And so that shame... Um, is yeah exactly like you say it's not yours to hold mm-hmm. it's the crappy product they should be the ones feeling the shame for selling this you know this false uh, promise that's never going to materialize yeah yeah and I, you know, think about the shame with this this type of shame it's so heavy because it's like systemic <laughs> you know it's like um so much societal kind of oppression that one person's putting on their back you know and it's it's so um, such a burden, and um, no wonder it it's something that contributes to so much depression for so many people. And um, you know, I found it interesting too how the person was describing their relationship to alcohol too. I don't know if you had any thoughts about that part of it. Hmm. Yeah. And so um, I I think a lot of times we bunch food and booze in together, like they're two similar things, but they're you know, we both put them in our mouth, but you know, they're two separate things. And, um, you know, I've, 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 I've had experience with, with alcoholism. My, my dad who passed away recently was an alcoholic and, um, it's, it's a difficult thing. And sometimes we do use, uh, alcohol to, to numb ourselves. And you know what, sometimes that's okay. But if you feel like it's a problem, um, then you should look into, to, um, to dealing with that, but it's not the same type of thing as with food because you you can't be addicted to food. 
whereas you can be addicted to to alcohol. Um, so it, it's kind of an interesting an interesting dynamic because even though they're both things that we put in our mouths, they're actually two different beasts, sort of thing. You know, no one's ever said it like that before to me, Victoria. Like how, and I people always want to combine um, alcohol and drugs and food together like they kind of are coming mm. from the same place and like you said that they're all you're all putting them in your mouth but that doesn't mean that they're the same you know yeah and um <laughs> I can't remember that this person's name is escaping right now I'll put it in the show notes because I want to attribute this quote to them but she always says that uh you can't be addicted to something that you need to stay alive and yes. you know because I agree I don't agree with the um talk of food being addicting. I certainly am not going to argue with someone when they say they feel like a food addict, but I'm, but I don't, it, I don't yeah, agree with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, moving away from, um, alcohol will look different than moving, um, your relationship with food to look differently because you need to still eat. Um, and, yes. um, and emotional eating even is like a normal part of eating. So, um, yeah, that's why I feel like it'll look different. And maybe they're ser- they were serving a similar kind of like soothing or coping and moving forward, it'll look different, you know? So exactly, yeah. exactly. And the, um, the, the final questions, um, in the letter, will I ever li- live normally without being preoccupied with food and drink? And, um, will I have a normal relationship with the things I've used to use to console myself? Well, the answer to that is food yes you can have a normal relationship with food but alcohol maybe not maybe yes who knows because it's a different beast um so it, it's yeah they're two two separate things but with food you can have that normal relationship and with alcohol it depends on where you're at at the moment mm-hmm. um i know for me with with intuitive eating i found that i rarely drink because i've discovered that actually, I don't like the taste of alcohol. And Mm -hmm. uh, um, that's just the way it went for me. But once you've really, really got it into your, into your bones, into your core, that intuitive eating is the way to go. And something else in the letter, um, uh, the, the letter writer says, but it seems like the more I try, the more my brain fights me in regards to intuitive eating. And, and it, it sounds like from the letter that, um, this is a new thing from the beginning of the year. So only a few months and she's trying to undo years of programming and hell yeah, your brain's going to fight you because um, it's like, however many years you've been alive, you've had these messages telling you that you're whatever greedy, shouldn't be eating that, shouldn't be drinking that, blah, blah, blah. And then after all this time, you're trying to say to your brain and your body, Hey, it's cool. I'm going to feed you enough food now. And your brain and body is like, I don't trust you. You know, you've been, you know, 30 plus years of this. I don't trust you. And so, yeah, your, your brain is going to fight you, but it's not always going to be the case if you just keep down this path. Mm-hmm. Well, so what would you recommend to this person for those first few steps? Like if they're just now getting, exploring intuitive eating, and I totally agree, it, it takes a very, like so much longer than people expect to really move through yeah. intuitive eating to get to the place where they do have, like the foundation of intuitive eating to me is that unconditional permission to eat. Like it takes a really long time, like years to do that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's okay. Yeah. That's totally, um, I guess if we're going to throw that word out there, normal. <laughs> it's so normal to have mm. that. So what would you suggest to this person as they're like 
first few steps in this process? I would say because um, this person has and is dealing with shame is to take that shame away from being a perfect intuitive eater and to understand and to realize that this this shit is going to be hard. It's difficult. It's complicated. And to approach it with loving kindness towards yourself Um and any shame that you're feeling that you're not doing it correctly and you're thinking about going back to a diet or whatever it is, just to feel that and try and put that shame somewhere else and give yourself love and kindness and be patient with yourself um, because this is really difficult work. So that's the, the number one thing. Um, another thing is um, something that I noticed in the letter and I thought, hmm, here's a little bit of fat phobia um, is um, the, the letter writer says, I was always concerned with how much weight I would gain from drinking too much. And so, so many of us suffer from fat phobia, internalized fat phobia. Um, as a fat person, I used to love hating on other fat people. I used to be like, oh my God, look at them. They're probably like guzzling large milkshakes all the time. Um, and healing my relationship with being fat with the idea of um, my body changing potentially, um, my the idea that maybe I could be bigger or smaller or whatever, and taking that um, that stress out of it was really important. And so we we all have to heal from fat phobia because diet culture basically is we don't want to be fat, right? And so the chances are. So our bodies will change. And maybe one day, if this letter is not already fat, maybe one day she will be fat or maybe she'll be thinner or whatever. Who knows, right? Because our bodies are always changing. And so um, looking into what fat phobia is and accepting that fat is a totally quote, unquote, normal way to have a body. Um, and so one resource that I wanted to um, encourage the letter writer to look at is I have a, a free e-course extreme confidence makeover it's a 10-day thing and it's hosted by me a fat person who is also incredible um, and so just consuming things with uh, fat people seeing fat bodies um, getting into um, fat positivity will help the letter writer from feeling that terrible fear of being fat because mm -hmm. being fat is not the worst thing that you can be, you know, as a human exactly. being at all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it, I, I find that the more I, um, explore my own internalized fat phobia and, and get to see the roots of it, the more I appreciate, like the only way we're going to help people heal the relationship with food is to, to end fat bias and fat uh, phobia. Um, I, I don't see any other way to do it. And so I have found ways that have helped me with my own, again, my own internalized bias was really just in a visual sense, you know, being intentional with like making sure my Instagram feed has people of diverse sizes. Like it's such a like small thing, but I feel like I can tell that my wiring in my head is already changing for what's beautiful by doing that yes. one tiny thing. And I think that's so amazing that our brain can be um, rewired intentionally the way we want it to be. And and, and it, it feels really uncomfortable to admit my own bias in that way. But I think that's one of the reasons why I'm noticing it's starting to change is 
I'm like, okay, I'm sometimes I could be an asshole. And so like, I need to own up to it. But I, I really appreciate that resource that you um, mentioned. And we have something on this podcast called the Food Peace Syllabus. And if you're new to the Love Food Podcast, the way you can get uh, your own food piece syllabus is by going to juliedillonrd.com. And it's a list of resources like books and courses and podcasts, anything under the sun that we have found that helps to further cultivate a relationship with food and body that is basically the opposite of fat phobia, right? Like ways to like slay diet culture and to help heal our relationship with food and body. So again, you can get it at juliedillonrd.com. I also want to put your TEDx talk on there because I feel like that's a really wonderful way for um, someone to see um, through your own story um, on there and just how you were describing your experience in your body now versus then in your TEDx talk. I think that's a wonderful Mm. way to show that like, yeah, you can actually experience living in a fatter body and not wanting to lose weight. Like that was such a powerful part of it. So I'll put that in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I said that line to um, the line being, I don't want to lose weight. So many people are like, what, what do you mean? But doesn't everyone want to lose weight always? And uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I I would love to see what people think of the ending, which has a surprise. <laughs> it's a great ending. You know, mm-hmm. it, when you were saying that, it reminded me of Lindy West and like the, I think the first article that I read that she uh, put out that was about getting married. And she said, I'm, I'm getting married and, um, and fat and I don't want to lose weight. Like that was, it was kind of a similar kind of statement. Like, what? And that, <laughs> yeah. Want- yeah, like holy yeah. shit, you're gonna put a dress on in front of everybody and you don't want to be smaller. Um, yeah, so I think those are really important. And um I really appreciate you doing that in a sense because it's it's allowing people to um I guess seeing other people go before them and and doing this and saying, hey, it's okay, you know, mm. uh, the path is clear. <laughs> you know, I know there's some, there's darkness around it, but like, follow me and I can show you some different ways. I think that's really helpful. And um, is there anything else that you want to add to the food piece syllabus? Um, I have another resource, which is a free um, webinar, which is called How to Unleash Your Inner Confidence Warrior. Um, so it's all about, um, it's an hour and a half and it's all about making, uh, making sure that you feel confident in your body. You understand why you don't feel confident in your body and it's awesome because it's hosted by me. (laughs) I love it. So (laughs) I really appreciate all this insight. This has been outstanding. And Victoria, if there's a way that, or someone wants to know more about your work, is there a way for them to get a hold of you? Absolutely. So you can uh, come on over to my website, which is bampowlife.com, or you can follow me on social media. I think I'm on almost everything. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, um, and my handle is at bampowlife. So get your stalker on and come and creep me. (laughs) I love it. Um, So everything that you brought up, the uh, webinar and the e-course and the TEDx talk, I'm going to put all those in the show notes. They'll be easy for anybody to find and also all your social media stuff. I'll go ahead and put that on there too to make it easy peasy. Thank you again so much. I really appreciate it. And I have a feeling this letter writer will too. So uh, take care. Thanks, Julie. Goodbye. Bye. All right. There you have it. Binging drunk, I hope you found the conversation that I just had with Victoria to be helpful. 
Certainly, I know she gave you some pointers to help you move forward and know that we are rooting for you every step of the way. And we also want to take over some of that burden. You've been holding onto it all your own for all these many years. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to this really shitty, fatphobic kind of way at looking at bodies and food. I see food is written back, so I need to get going. This episode of the Love Food Podcast was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. You can get to all the details at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. If you enjoyed this episode of the Love Food Podcast, I would love it if you could leave a rating review, share the episode, and or subscribe. Doing any of these acts of kindness really helps the show grow, and I appreciate anything that you can do to get the word out. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to Food's Letter. And until next time, take care. Dear Binging Drunk, we see how tired you are from this heavy burden. We food wish you understood how this burden does not belong to you. It belongs to oppressive systems, white supremacy, and social injustice. Together, Let's lift off the shame and humiliation. You've done the best you could all these years. You've been coping, and that has kept you alive. Moving forward, practice naming perfectionism. Scream how hard this is. Know that healing takes time, much more time than you estimate. With this grace, we think you will be better than normal. You'll be you. And the world needs you. Love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.